welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 182, March 22nd, 2020. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive. We thank you that we have you as our Father and as our Lord. We are not alone. We are not abandoned. We are not lonely in this world. We have you, Lord. We are happy to have you as our God. In the name of Jesus, receive the songs that we have for you, Lord. Amen. The Lord is the God of the impossible. Don't you like that screen? He is not the God of the impossible, but of the possible.
I know that many of you are concerned for many things, like our viewers and listeners. Let's take our, our time to pray. Here in the presence of God, we have worshipped you, Lord. Lord, we have sang to you. And we know, Father, that you are paying attention to us right now. Father, this is the best moment of our day. The best moment, Lord, of our week. When we are in your house, when we are in your presence, when we are worshiping you, Lord, when we can bring to you, Lord, all our concerns and worries. Here, Lord, is the place to express to you, Father, that sometimes we just are weak. Sometimes we are sick. Sometimes, Father, we just don't know even what to do, what to think. That's why we need you, Lord. And we know, Lord, like the son that we just sang, Lord, that it's at the cross. We come to you, Lord, to receive from you all the power that you can give us, Lord. All the love that you can provide for us, Lord. Because we want to worship you, Lord, with all our hearts. I want to worship you with all of my strength because you are my God. Yes, Lord. Pour down upon us, Lord, the power of your Holy Spirit right now. Please, Father, pour down your presence among us, Lord. Let us experience you, Father. More love, more power, more of you in my life. Yes, Lord. More love, more power, more of you in my life. I will worship you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will worship you, Lord, with all of my strength. I will worship you with all of my mind because you are my God. Thank you, Lord, for the healing that you are bringing into our minds, into our hearts, into our bodies. Receive right now the strength that you need from God. Receive the healing. Receive his love. Receive his power. Receive the strength that you need to face life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are with us. Thank you, Lord. You are our God. No fear, no doubt, no questions. Just your peace and the certainty, Lord, that you are in full control in the whole universe, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 
Let's worship our Lord through our offerings. Whether it is through an envelope here in church or online. Let's give to God what belongs to Him. Thank you, Lord, for all your provision. We love you, Lord. The time has come for us to receive God's word. We have praised Him, adored Him, and worshiped Him. Now we will hear a powerful message that our Lord has poured down into our pastor's heart. Let's get ready to receive the inspiration that we need this week to go into battle with faith in our Lord Jesus. Let's give a hand to our Lord God and all together say, one, two, three, victory. Yay, Lord. Today is... Sunday, March 22nd, 2020, our worship service number 182. The title of this message is Mind Players. It has to do with those individuals who love to manipulate others. And before we get there, I want to invite our viewers and listeners to the podcast. Go to the website vchurch.us and download the bulletin of this Sunday. You will find there all the bulletins that we published every Sunday, and feel free to do it today. Mind players, I'm going to start by reading to you two portions of the scripture in the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verses 8 and 12. You, you maybe would like to read it out loud with me, and we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Those who spread trouble will harvest trouble. In the end, they will be destroyed for the trouble they caused. The Lord watches over true knowledge, and he opposes those who try to deceive others. Amen. You know, we know that. Those people that are doing bad things, they are always going to be in trouble. We know that, and we will see it again and again and again. Now, I want you to come with me and watch this video that we produced this week with the help of our actresses, Tony McDaniel, Tracy Vigiatoro, and our reader, Mary Cole. Thank you. Miss Penny would be one of the actresses, but she couldn't come. She had another commitment with uh, her producing company in Hollywood, too. <laughs> yeah, okay. Life is wonderful when you are enjoying having a great time with your friends. Laughing with them is awesome. But it is true, there are also troublemakers around us. Suddenly, out of nowhere, you can be in the midst of so much turmoil and the yelling is awful.
in all this? Who provokes such things? Look what the scripture declares in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, section A. A thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is exactly what happens all the time as we know. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's exactly what we see sometimes around us. As you know, here in this video, we saw in, in a different sections things that happened that took the happiness and the joy that these people have, these two friends, to the point of ending really, really in a bad shape. Yeah, you know, a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The Lord Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, the first section of this scripture declares that. And what is what happens? Well, exactly that. You know, when there is destruction, people get really concerned, right? When there is desolation, people re really get concerned. And you know what is interesting? That people start to wonder, what's going on? What, what's, what is behind it? all this? Because you know what? In every situation of this kind, like situations that we are living right now, we know there is somebody behind it. Always. I'm not just talking about moments in, in the world. I'm talking about moments near us where there is somebody behind all this. And the question we need to ask ourselves is, what, what, what is happening really? You know? Now, if you come with me and study five moments of this video, you will agree with me that the first scene, those two girls were having so much fun. They had Joy, right? Okay, but what happens then? Then is when the instigator arrives. And what is what this instigator does? It starts talking. Talking, because it's what they do all the time. Talking, talking. And then is when the turmoil comes up. And not just the turmoil, but the chaos. And after that, the destruction. And it's always through words. John, ch John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, the thief comes to what? To steal, kill, and destroy. And it's done through what? Through words. Words. People talking. People saying. And that is exactly what the Lord Jesus told us to be aware of. Watch out, the Lord said. The thief comes to still kill and destroy, and it's always through words. Listen, I want to share with you some ideas today that probably will open your eyes to the reality of what's going on in general, in your life, here in the church, in your family, in your business. You know, these days, you are receiving probably more text messages than ever. These days, probably, 
you are seeing more posts on social media than ever. Now, if you want to know if somebody's trying to play a game, a mental game to you, I want you to start writing some notes here about this. Because people love to, some people love to play mind games to you. So, first question is here. Whoever is talking to you, whoever is sending you those posts, whoever is texting you and telling you this and telling you that, whoever is that person, the first question is, what is his goal in this conversation? What is her purpose? What is the real objective behind it? Think about it. You need to be rational about this. Because somebody is trying to do something to you in your mind. But the most important question that you need to ask yourself in reference to all these messes that we see all over is, why? What is the real intention? What is the real intention? Why they will say those things to you? Why someone is going to come and knock at our door and tell us things? Why? You need to think about that. Why somebody is going to send you posts and texts and pictures and notifications from many, many places? What is the real intention? Before I get there, I want you to know that it's very important that you learn things about yourself. If you want to understand life, one of the things that you need to do is to learn about yourself. And what are the triggers of your flesh? You need to learn yourself, you know more about yourself. For instance, what triggers your fear? Have you ever thought about it? Is an airplane, the sound of a train, thunder, posts? A notification in the, in the mail, a pain in certain parts of your body, the memory that your ancestors had these illnesses and you will have them again too, the rumor that the, the company is going to close doors. What is what triggers your fear? You need to think about it. And what about anger? Same thing. So same thing, you need to learn what is what triggers your anger. What makes you mad? What makes you so anxious? And what leads you to lust? You know that manipulators, most of them, they do that because they have certain level of power in your life. And those Manipulators, most of the time, my friends, they will work pushing you stuff related with money, sex, and some sort, some sort of mental control in your life. Manipulators will operate that, and because they know what, which are your buttons, they will push those buttons. You see? Manipulators. People that are talking to you, texting you, posts that you see all the time and stuff. 
Somebody is, want, is wanting to trigger something in you. Open your eyes. They want to trigger fear in you or anger or anxiety or lust. You know that. Once you learn about yourself and you know how to handle certain things yourself, now you need to learn about the person that is talking to you. The ones that are sending you posts, the ones that are sending you videos, the ones that are sending all this kind of stuff, those that are posting all, all kind of stuff. These are very important questions that you need to think of about them. What is his main goal in life? The person that is saying those things, what is his goal in life? How is her or his lifestyle? How this person spends money and time? Do you know anything about their family and friends? It's very interesting. You think for a moment about those things that you are receiving from people, and you ask these questions. What is the main goal in the life of this individual? What kind of lifestyle this individual has? How this person uses money and time? Do you know anything about his family and friends? And when all those answers take you to a point that you think, this is an obscure individual, really. This is not a person that is bright or, you know, with a good purpose in life. Something is weird about this thing. So finally, you need to ask yourself, does anything good come from yours and her conversations? After you spend time with somebody, you have dinner with somebody, or you have a phone call with somebody, or a video chat with somebody, after you watch a video of somebody, after you exchange text messages back and forth with somebody, does anything good come from that conversation? Well, not really. <laughs> well, tell me then, why then you do that? <laughs> why would you do that? You already know. I want to give you red flags about people that are manipulators. These red flags, my friends, are so obvious that when you think about it, you say, my goodness, I have been just wasting my time listening to this person, listening to these people. Manipulators, they used to take you through a path of questions. It's not a conversation, really, that they have with you. You know, if I go out to eat with Gabriel, for example, Gabriel and I go there and we talk. And during our conversation, we will say something about our pets, about families. And eventually, he will ask me a question like, how are you feeling, Gian? And I will answer that question. And that probably later, he will ask me another question. And how is your wife doing? So in conversations, it's normal to have questions. Nothing wrong with that. It's part of a conversation. But the red flag is when this person that you are talking with is always and mainly asking you questions. That's a red flag. 
You see the difference, right? It's not that it, in your conversations with your friends or family, acquaintances, there are questions. No, it's that when some of these people are always asking you questions, that's a red flag. About the relationship with his or her parents, you have doubts. People that have trouble with their parents, people that you hear that never get along with the parents, especially when you sense that there is a little bit of bitterness or lack of forgiveness towards their parents, that's a red flag. Somebody that is not healthy, doesn't have a healed heart. After all, who didn't have problems with his or her parents? I had. I mean, every family has bad memories. <laughs> Do you know a family without bad memories? That doesn't exist. Every family has bad memories, but also every family has great memories. But when someone, you can sense that there is a bad, hostile relationship between this person and his or her parents, something is fishy here, red flag. And finally, it has to do with that, authorities. You hear about anything that has to do with previous boss, that this person worked for somebody or still works for somebody, or went to a school and somebody was the teacher, or went to a church and somebody was the pastor. Whenever you hear people that have trouble with authorities, previous or current ones, people with issues with authorities, you better watch it. It's a red flag. Manipulator probably is there. Just watch it. Now, if we review the scripture, Proverbs 22, it says, those who spread trouble will harvest trouble. In the end, they will be destroyed for the trouble they caused. So we know the Lord is going to take care of them. The Lord watches over true knowledge, and he opposes those who try to deceive others. The Lord is expecting us to be smart. The Lord is expecting us to be understanding, to pay attention to what we are doing. The Lord watches over true knowledge. He opposes those who try to deceive others. And he will never, never let people that are deceivers and manipulators just to destroy you and attack you like you were nothing. But this is a most interesting question. Why do they want to make you afraid? Why? What is the main reason why they want to make you afraid? I will tell you the reason. Because they want to tell you what they want you to do. Once manipulators or mind players install that fear in people, they are going to tell people now what to do. Bingo. That's why you can't accept that from those individuals. You see that happening in a house, in a company, in a church, 
in a community, in a town, in a state, in a country. Fear. And as a result, now people that are frightened, they are going to end up doing what they want us to do. Interesting. In all levels. And you know what? Even if it's in a simple level in a relationship with somebody that is a manipulator or a big relationship, you know, country-wise, the whole objective of this is that you will some blame somebody for your problems. So not just they make you afraid, they make you miserable, and they make you bitter. Isn't it so cute? Isn't it so lovely what those people do? And here we are, a bunch of believers in including believers, frightened, not knowing what to do. We need to be aware this is a dirty game. This is a dirty game, my friends. We're not going to let people make us frightened and enslave us through that. No. No, no way. Now, would you agree with me that somehow Israel's story is like our story? When you read the Old Testament and you read those stories, isn't it true that sometimes those stories are like our story? The Lord wanted to save them, and here Israel is doing this, and the Lord saved them, and Israel does this. <laughs> it is like that. So today I'm going to share with you a story, a story that is fascinating, is really beautiful. And I will suggest you to take your time during this week to read these two chapters in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 18 and 19, to, to read all the details of the story. I'm not going to read it all through here, but I'm going to give you the most important nuggets here, in my opinion. In the chapter 18, verses 11 and 12, the king of Assyria took the Israelites as what? Prisoners. Assyria. This happened, why? Because the Israelites did not obey the Lord their God. Why people end up prisoners? My friends, because usually that is the reason. People don't want to obey the Lord. No. They don't want to obey the Lord. They broke his agreement and did not obey everything that Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded. The Israelites would not listen to the Lord's agreement or do what it taught them to do. So here is the Lord God blessing everybody in every country. Here is the Lord God sending his son, Jesus. Here is the Lord God providing the Bible in Dozens and dozens of languages available digital to anybody. Like they can watch stuff online. They can read the Bible too. No difference. The Lord is providing all that, telling us to all the world, this is the way that I want you to live. No. <laughs> no, we don't want to do what the Lord says. And as a result of that, what happens? The king of Assyria took the Israelites as prisoners. Okay. 
What happened then? Hezekiah, who was the king of, the, of Israel, said, Tell Sennacherib, I have done wrong. Leave me alone and I will pay whatever you want. Okay. Here is the people. They end up in trouble because what? Because they didn't obey the Lord. We know that. People are in trouble. As soon as they are in trouble, they want to get, get out of the trouble quickly, right? Everybody wants a, an easy and quick solution. And they think that the solution will come with money. I'm going to pay. I'm going to buy whatever I need to buy because I don't like this. I'm going to order online these things that I have heard because that will protect me because I don't like this. I will do this and that and pay for this and pay for that and go here and go there. Whatever it takes, I'll pay for that because I don't like this. Hezekiah saying, I will pay you whatever you want. What do you think he replied? Sennacherib, let me think about it. <laughs> oh, okay, well, pay me then. So here's Hezekiah. Listen what this king of Israel did. He gave all the silver that was where? In the Lord's temple and in the king's treasuries. He cut off the gold that he had put on the doors and doorposts of the Lord's temple and gave it to the king of Assyria. I'll pay whatever because I want to, I want to get out of this problem as quick as possible. So people take the Lord's money to buy anything, anything, to get out of this trouble. Hezekiah, he knew the importance of worshiping God. He rebuilt parts of the temple. He himself ordered to put the, the gold at the doors. So he knew it. Like believers know, the right thing to do is to give to the Lord what belongs to the Lord. He knew it. But when the trouble comes because the problem, the problem comes because people disobey God's word. That's the reason why the trouble comes, disobedience. So when they are in, in that status, in that position, they want to pay to get out of the problem. They now forget what belongs to the Lord and takes all the money because they want to get out of the trouble. Classic solution. So here is Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, sending a message to Israel. Are you with me? So this is what he says. Don't let Hezekiah fool you. And uh, I think it's better if he says it himself. Are you ready? Don't let Hezekiah fool you. Don't listen to him when he tells you to trust in the Lord. Don't believe him when he says, the Lord will save us. He will not let the king of Assyria defeat the city. He is wrong. Did any of the gods of other nations protect them from me? Why do you think the Lord can save you from me? <laughs> Did any of the gods of other nations protect it from me? That, I don't know if that sounds familiar to you, current. Why do you think the Lord can save you from me? 
You know, I am such and such. This is my name. I'm going to destroy you. Because evil is not going to be satisfied with your money. You think you will pay for things and that will protect you. No. Mm -mm. Money is not going to rescue. Mm -mm. Pay all, all that you want. Money is not going to save you. It's the opposite. When you start feeding that monster, the monster says, ah, I got you. I got you. And then we'll threaten. Now, this time, Hezekiah was a little bit smarter. And then he thought, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not working. We already tried with money. Didn't work. Maybe we should try something else. You know what, guys? I'm going to the Lord's temple. I'm going to pray. I think that probably will be a good way to get out of the situation. So he finally decides to pray. Like many believers, right? After their problem and after all the disasters, after they put the money here and there and trying to buy this and that to protect themselves, and the monster keeps growing. So finally, believers, one day, maybe we should pray. What if we pray? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's ask God to help us. So here we are, dear Lord. Oh, Lord, we are in trouble. We need you, Father. That's good, right? This is great. We are coming back to senses, right? We are starting to get to the right path. We pray. We get together to worship God. So here is Hezekiah praying. And suddenly he says, you know what, guys? Do you remember the servant of God, Isaiah? Yeah. What if you go and ask them to pray for us? One of the most uh, interesting things that happened to us pastors is exactly that. People just disconnect. They go, disappear. Suddenly, they are in trouble. And suddenly, they are praying. And suddenly, there is a text message. Ding! And I open my phone. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen anything from this guy in a long, long time. Dear Gian, I know you are a pastor. I know you are a man of God. Could you please pray for me? I am in the midst of this problem, blah, 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 the whole story, right? That, that is what Hezekiah did. Do you see that? I'm in trouble. I pay. I'm, I need help. I want to pray. Oh, let's ask Isaiah to pray for us. So here is Isaiah. The bad Isaiah would be the, the, the bad guy saying, I'm not going to pray for you. Get out of here. I'm fine. I don't care. Your problem. You deserve that. <laughs> like many ministers do. They get so angry because church members abandoned them. Church members betrayed them. Friends just left, whatever. And now when they're in trouble and they reach out and please pray for me, some bad ministers, they say, I'm going to delete this message. I'm going to block this guy. Pray, pray for you. 
You don't remember what you have said to me? Let me tell you, because I remember, and blah, 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 you know? <laughs> That's a bad Isaiah, a bad pastor. The spiritual Isaiah, the spiritual pastor will always pray for whoever is asking, pray for me. It doesn't matter what they have done. And of course, Isaiah prayed for, for them. That was good, right? So Isaiah said to Hezekiah, listen, guys, this is what the Lord says. Are you ready for this, guys? Okay. The Lord says, don't be afraid of what you heard. Don't believe what those boys from the king of Assyria said to make fun of me. Look, I will send a spirit against him, and he will get a report warning him about the danger. So he will return to his own country, and I will cut him down with a sword in his own country. <laughs> Guys, don't, don't freak out. Freak out. I'm the Lord. You know, those guys that you hear talking there, you know where? Those guys that they are typing those texts, you know where? Those guys creating those posts, you know where? You know what the Lord says? How, how the Lord called them? Boys. Those boys. Because after all, who is the king of the universe? Who do you think is in full control of this world? And the Lord calls them boys. Now, you guys are just boys. Those guys, are, they're just boys talking. Talking. Now, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send the spirit against Sennacherib, against that monster. Listen, I'm going to send a spirit against that monster. And that monster now is going to be frightened. And then it's going to get out of here. And eventually I'm going to kill him. That's what the Lord said. Isn't it good? Okay, so you will say, well, Sennacherib got the message. He will probably do something about it. Oh, no. No, no, no. Because... When you pray after you mess up and you ask your pastor, pray for me, and the pastor says to you, the Lord is going to restore you and help you. Don't be frightened. The Lord is going to be with you. You will say that after that, it's going to be all clear and clean, and everything's going to be so nice for you, right? One simple prayer. Here again, the mistake of believers. An easy fix. I pray. I text. They pray. I'm good. No, guess what? No, the Lord is not going to make it easy for anybody. We can be troubled and he will restore us, but he's not going to make it easy for anybody. And this is an individual fight. I need you to understand that. Your fight is not your spouse's fight. Your fight is not your parents' fight. Your fight is not your relative's fight. Your fight is not your pastor's fight. Your fight is your fight. You fight that fight. I'm not going to fight your fight. You have to fight your own fight. Yeah, you can hear some encouragement. Yes, of course you will receive some hugs and words of encouragement. Yes, you will receive love. 
from your spouse, from your parents, from your children, from your relatives, from your pastor, for whoever. But your fight is your fight. It is in your mind. And you have to fight that fight. So you will say, well, everything's going to be okay. No. It's, there is an, a counterattack of the monster. Sennacherib says, he replied, don't be fooled by the God you trust. You see, now Sennacherib, the monster, is not talking about Hezekiah. He's talking about God. Don't get together to worship God. Don't do this. Don't pray all together. Too many people praying together. <laughs> Too many people worshiping together. No, don't do that. Don't do that. You're trusting in that God. Don't do that. Because there is no way that I'm going to stop, the monster said. There is no way that anyone can defeat me, the monster says. Oh, really? Oh, really? Really? I love to hear the rest of the story. Hezekiah then prayed again. That is what you have to do. You prayed, you asked for support in prayer, and then the counterattack of the enemy, and you prayed again. But now listen to this prayer. Lord, you are our God, so please save us from that man. Then all the other nations will know that you, Lord, are the only God. The purpose of this prayer is not just to save Hezekiah. Now the purpose in this prayer is also that the glory will be given to the Lord God Almighty. This prayer is the prayer that you need to do after the counterattack of the enemy. It's not just to help you, to save you. It's a prayer that you will say, Lord, conquer the enemy, destroy the monster, so the nations will know that you are God. So after that, Isaiah said, you see, the voice of God through his true servant, this is what the Lord says, I have heard your prayer about the monster. This is what I have to tell the monster. Who did you insult and make fun of? What did you speak against? You were against the Holy One of Israel. Haven't you heard what I said? Now, pay special attention to this part. Very important. I planted it. <laughs> I planted it long ago. It was part of the plan. From ancient times I planted it. I now, I have made it happen. I let you tear down the strong cities and change them into piles of rocks. The people in the cities wear masks. I'm sorry. The people in the cities have no power. They were afraid and confused watching silly stuff everywhere in social media. They were about to be cut down like grass and plants in the field. They were like grass growing in the housetops. housetops. How stops dying before it grows tall? <laughs> I know all about your battles. I know when you rested 
when you went out to war and when you came home. And I also know when you got upset at me. Yes, you were upset at me. I heard your proud insults. So I would put my hook in your nose, my bit in your mouth. Then I will turn you around and lead you back the way you came. This is what the Lord God says, has to say to anyone who comes against him and his people. The Lord is with you, my friends. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with everyone who is in the bright side. In the kingdom of God, the Lord is with us. He is our king and our Lord who is expecting our worship. Second Kings chapter 19, verses 35 and 36. You want to hear the end of this story? <laughs> that night, the angel of the Lord went out and killed 185,000 people in the enemy's camp. When the others got up in the morning, they saw all the dead bodies. Sennacherib then left. Yeah. <laughs> he heard. You remember in the video, all it started with words? How do you think it's going to end? With words. Words of mind players and the words from our good Lord God Almighty. Who do you think has the real authority in your life? It's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you. You want to believe to those voices? Well, or you want to believe him? So eventually that happened. What he said, it happened. The Lord said he is going to come back. And here we go. But this is even better. Verse 37. Now that Sennacherib was back in his town, one day he was in the temple of his pagan god, worshiping him, his, son, his sons, Adramelech and Shadrachan, killed him with a sword and ran away to Arad. So his son, Esarhaddon, became the new king of Assyria. How about that? Exactly, exactly as the Lord said. Now, do you know what is so interesting about this verse? You probably don't see it right away. But two sons kill the father, but other is the son who became the new king. How about that? Would you let those voices control you, or you will? Or will you trust in the Lord your God with all of your heart? What are you going to do, my friend? It's up to you. I, I told you earlier, it's your fight. It's not my fight. I cannot fight the fight that my wife has or my children have. I cannot fight anybody's fight. I can't help, but it's not my fight. I have my own fight. It's in my mind. It's in your mind. You make a decision. Which voices are you allowed to control you? The voice of God or the voice that you hear there? <laughs> Now, we know, according with John chapter 10, verse 10, a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Correct? I have good news for you. This verse has two sections. The first section says that exactly. 
that like happened with the story that we read of Sennacherib and Hezekiah. The second part of the scripture says, but I came so you can have real and eternal life, more and better life than you ever dream of. And if you never, never have given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, today is the day to surrender to him and accept him, not just as your savior, but as your Lord. So you will trust him in whatever he says. He came to give you a real life. Get a life on your own. Stop watching and listening silly things. Forget about it. But I need to be informed. Don't worry. The information will come to you. It will come to you. The important is that you get a life. Do something with your time. Do something productive. Clean your house. Do something. A real life. Get a real life. I want to know. I want to know. No, you don't need to know. Stop that. Listen to the Lord. He is giving you a real life and it's eternal life. More and better life than you ever dream of. But what is the way to continue being guided by God is through repentance and constant prayer. Repentance and constant prayer. Repentance is a constant action of asking God, please forgive me, Lord, I was wrong. Please forgive me, Lord, I didn't get it right. Please forgive me, Father, please forgive me. Help me here, help me here. And you know what? When you are praying constantly, you will hear the voice of the Lord telling you what is the next step. And then we'll take it to the Word. And as you are reading the Word of God, more faith will come to you. And then you will say, you know what? The Lord destroys inaccurate. The Lord will destroy anything else. He is almighty. Next Sunday in our service, 183, March 29, I'm going to share with you a message called How to Be Rescued. People need to be rescued. But some people don't know how to be rescued. I'm going to share that with you next Sunday, but of today. What is what we're going to do? We are going to continue trusting in God. And if you, my friend, want to give your life to the good Lord, there is a prayer in the screen that I will, I would like you to read with me and say it with me. Dear God, how could I doubt? Why did I doubt? Will I doubt forever, Lord? Will I be frightened person all my life? I'm tired of being afraid. This is not what you want for me. I am so sorry, Lord. I need you. I lift up my hands to you. I bow down before you. You are the king of the universe. Please forgive me for all my sins. I open my heart to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. It's in the cross, on the cross, at the cross, at the cross, where we receive our forgiveness. Altogether, we can say, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare, my life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2020. My friends, receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
have a beautiful Sunday. Enjoy your family and friends. Hallelujah. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, Victory Church. We hope you enjoyed the video.